What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Flame Entertainment and Sports. It's your boy Rob here. In this episode, I'm joined by Brandon. And uh, well, we're going to be talking about the NBA trade deadline coming up tomorrow, Thursday, February 10th. Um, so, yeah, what's up, Brandon? What up, bro? I'm excited to be here. A lot of crazy stuff happening. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. Not for sure. So, obviously, there's been a couple of trades that have happened, a lot of rumors going on. And we're going to start off with the biggest rumor of them all, um, possibly James Harden being traded, uh, possibly uh, to Philly for Ben Simmons. Um, so, yeah, Brandon, if you want, you could, like, start us off, bro, like, your, just, like, some thoughts you have on that, the whole Harden, Simmons, Philly, Brooklyn situation. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> bro, it's just crazy. I don't know. I don't know what to believe. There's rumors coming out saying that Harden wants to be traded. Supposedly saying, oh, he's screaming to, <laughs> to get traded, whatever the case is. But then there's other rumors saying that he wants to stay in, in, in uh, Brooklyn and that Brooklyn doesn't want to trade him. But then there's other, other rumors going around that, oh, they're in trade discussion with Philly. And there's others saying that, oh, they haven't even had really uh, in-depth trade conversations. So it's like you just hear so many different rumors coming out. So it's just I don't know which ones to believe, you get me? But, um, yeah, the supposedly Brooklyn, if they do the trade, they want some type of package involving Simmons, Tyrese Maxey, Matisse Thybul, Andre Drummond, and Seth Curry. So I don't, obviously I don't think they would get all of them, but some type of package from those five. But um, I don't know, some interesting names for sure. I just, I think Brooklyn's, Brooklyn's best bet is obviously to, to try to keep Harden, because I think in any trade that they make, they probably wouldn't get the value back that would help them win this season. Um, obviously Ben Simmons is a great player, but I don't, I don't know how that fit would work there with KD, Kyrie and the rest of the team. Um, obviously I need, I know they need defensive help, so he would help in that aspect, but I don't know. I see even if Brooklyn makes that trade, I wouldn't even be surprised if they make a three team trade to send Simmons somewhere else and get other pieces that might fit better or whatever the case is. But overall, I think it's just tough because Brooklyn might not get sufficient value back in this trade like however you want to see it. Um, but then again, they're not in a position to leverage because Harden is a free agent. And if he is unhappy and he doesn't want to come back, then they risk losing him for nothing. So I don't know. It's just interesting. What do you think? No, yeah. So, okay. So to start off, yeah, with the Brooklyn side of it, like I've said around here multiple times, people that know me that I talk basketball with, like I'm not, I don't, I'm not a believer in Ben Simmons. Um, I know people bring up like, oh, like, I don't know his talent on the defensive end and he could pass the ball. And, but like, just what I've seen from him, um, I, I don't believe in the guy. With that being said, I'm not like against him. I'm not against anyone. Like, I, I hope he one day he figures it out because I do believe he has all the talent in the world to be a, like, a great player. But like, he, he just doesn't show it. He hasn't put it together. He hasn't, I don't know if he's like hard headed or if he hasn't been around the right people to help him like develop into the player he could be. But to me, if Brooklyn were to acquire him, I mean, like I, <laughs> I don't think it would, it would be good for them. I think uh, the clown show kind of would continue. Uh, first KD with the burner accounts, uh, the injuries, then Kyrie uh, playing half of the games, then Simmons like deciding to, I don't know, shoot the ball maybe once every 10 games. You know what I mean? It's just like, it'll be a, like those three guys together. I think I, I, I would be like kind of scared if I was the Nets fan. I, I think those three guys together is like a disaster written all over it. 
uh, obviously. And then you go to the, the other side, um, like with those three guys, they're like three of the best players in the game, obviously. Like, I'm not, uh, when I say like, oh, KD with the burner accounts and all that, it's, it's just facts. I'm not like making anything up. I'm not like uh, trying to like talk bad about them, but it's, it's the truth. <laughs> uh, but yeah, obviously KD is a great player. Kyrie's a great player. But you have half of Kyrie. You don't really know. Like Kyrie's the type of guy too that he might be committed right now for the road games, but like uh, tomorrow he might say, "Oh, look, I'm gonna take like a like a two week vacation and uh, I'll be back whenever I feel feel like it." But not, nah, but keep paying me and uh, uh, keep trying to build a good team around me. Uh, okay, because um, it's just like a weird. And then Simmons, like when you think of him in the playoffs, it's like, come on, man, like <laughs> he doesn't. I I just I, I always think of the one specific play last year. Or he has like an open dunk and he like passes the ball. Like, what the hell is this guy doing? Like, I, I don't care if you're Ben Simmons or um, I don't know, Anthony Carter. Like, I don't care, I don't care who you are. If you pass up an open look like that, like what the hell are you doing playing basketball? And not only basketball, what, what are you doing in the NBA? So yeah, those are my thoughts on the Brooklyn side. But then for like Philly, um, I think it'll be a dream come true. They could finally get rid of Simmons. Obviously, with Maury, I mean. I, they might keep him for 10 more years under contract. I don't know, because he, he he wants the, the world in return. But, um, nah, yeah, for Philly, like, I would love to see um, Harden and Philly with Embiid. But it's weird, because as big as a fan I've been, as I've been of Harden, the last couple of years, I don't know, I, I haven't felt the same way as I used to. Like, I, he hasn't proven to me that he's, like, a, a winning player or a championship-level player. And at the level that Embiid's playing and the team's playing overall, it's either going to be like Harden's going to take them to that next level of being a championship contender, being one of the top four, top five teams in the league, or it's going to be a complete disaster and they're going to like flop in the first or second round. Um, so, yeah, those are like my overall thoughts. Um, of course, like you said, other names like Maxi and a couple of these guys. Like I like Tyrese Maxi. He's a good young player. Um uh, Seth Curry, like some random guys here and there, but I wanted to give my overall thoughts on like the main pieces that would be involved in the trades. But, but yeah, yeah. You have, yeah. Any yeah, other thoughts? So, on <laughs> so I think here's the thing with Ben Simmons, bro. I think, like you said, he has a lot of potential. The talent is there, right? The issue for me is like he is not that he can't shoot the ball or whatever the case is, because. You see it in practice, he could he could hit a shot. You know, yeah. it's not like the ability's not there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's something mental or, or what's going on that he doesn't want to shoot in games. Um, the problem is not that he doesn't have the ability. It's the fact that he's not aggressive to take shots. Because, bro, perfect example, my favorite player in the world, Giannis. Yeah. Like, he's not a great shooter, but he's still aggressive. He's still getting up shots in other ways. He still takes an open jumper, you get me? It's not like he's unwilling to shoot at all. So it's like those little things that Simmons can at least try to be aggressive or at least driving into the paint more often, whatever the case is. But just like that aggressiveness, he doesn't have it. And so I think that's what affects, you know, his play the most. Because it's one thing to not be able to shoot. It's another thing to not be willing to shoot. And I think that's the issue with him. But I think definitely if he finds himself in the right situation, I think he could be a great player. And I think he can help a team. But it's just hard because... For one, because of that, and to his personality, like you said, that it seems like he doesn't want to change or he doesn't want to, I don't know what it is. I, I, I don't know because I'm not there, but it just seems like it's an issue and 
hopefully it's an issue that he can figure out and, and whatever team gets him, they can they can work with him, you know. Um, but I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, some of these other names I do like if Brooklyn trades for them. I like them for Philly now, actually. Um, like Maxi, like you said, is a good young player. He's really talented and he has a lot of potential. I think if Brooklyn trades for Thibault, it'll be great because they need a lot of defensive help, bro. And the one thing Thibault gives you is a lot of defense. He's an all-defensive player, bro, and he's he's young, but he's super talented defensively. Um, Seth Curry, bro, one of the best shooters in the league. He's super underrated still, in my opinion. Um, and obviously, he goes under the radar because of his brother. But he's developed, you know, into one of the best shooters in the league. And you add that to any team, and it's extremely valuable. So, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. But, yeah, for Philly, I think if you can get Harden and add it to what they have this year, it'll be huge. Because Embiid's playing at an MVP level. He's staying healthy, which is huge. You don't see that every single year. Um, it's just interesting because at the same time, like, I know Embiid and Harden have had issues in the past. So it's like, I don't know if it'll, if it'll affect anything now. So, there's, for bro, in this entire hypothetical with Harden trades, Simmons trades, bro, for as many positives as, as there are, there's as many negatives too. So it's just, what are you willing to take at that point? I don't know. It's it's interesting, bro. I don't know what to think. No, for sure. No, yeah, that's the thing. Like, as talented as they are and, like, um, yeah, how we, like with Simmons, oh, the potential he has and, and Harden, like, obviously one of the all-time great scorers, it's like, bro, they have so much baggage with them. They, they're both, like, really like, – obviously they haven't won championships, but whatever. Like, Harden's, like, made it at least to the conference finals and stuff like that. And right. But, like, both are, like, really, when you think about it, unproven, too, like, especially in the playoffs. And, yeah, no, and I agree with you that um, when, you, when you're talking about Simmons, yeah, it's not, it's not like, an ability problem. or I, I really, like I said it already, I really believe he has, like, all the talent in the world. Like, I think he could be one of the best players, like, in all of basketball. I, I've felt that since he came into the league. It's just, like, frustrating, like, seeing a guy with so much talent and, and – I don't know, because, yeah, I don't know, like you said, like, I don't know if it's mental, I don't know if he's just, like, hard-headed, and he thinks he's, like, doing the right thing, and he doesn't listen to people, because that could also, you know what I mean, I couldn't, yeah, it's just, like, tough all around, all around. but, uh, but, yeah, you brought up, like, Maxi and uh, Thaibo, but, yeah, Seth Curry, you're right, man, he's one of the most, like, underrated shooters in the league, I think he'll be a, a big help for Brooklyn, um, but, but, yeah, and, and also I want to talk, like, you, you brought up Embiid. Like, he's been healthy this year. That's a reason, like, as risky as, as it could be to have Harden, um, the fact that Embiid has been so healthy this year and the team looks so good right now, I feel that, it, in my opinion, if I'm Philly, it's now or never to go all in. Because as good as Embiid is, I love him. Like, I, he's a, the best center in the league. Like, he's amazing. Like, you really don't know. It, like, if there's ever going to be a season in his, in his career again where he's this healthy. So if I'm Philly, I'm kind of going all in. And I know, like, people are like, oh, but they have these young players and they have to look into the future. But at the level Embiid's playing at, the success of the team right now, and really not knowing what uh, his health is in the future, I would kind of try to go all in. And even if it's you get hard and make maybe another trade or two to bring in some other, like, role players or other guys that fit good around Harden and Embiid, I, what do you think about that? Yeah, I was just going to bring that up because oh, yeah. I feel like if they do that trade, there's going to have to be another couple of teams involved. It might be a three or four teamer or Philly's going to have to make separate deals because 
uh, like according to what Brooklyn wants from Philly, they're going to give up all their depth. You get me? Yeah. So they would have to replenish their entire rest of the roster. And something worth uh, noting is that uh, supposedly Philly is shopping Tobias Harris and they're in trade discussions with OKC. Um, so it's interesting because I'm like, why would, what would they get from OKC, right? If they do that, it's probably for draft picks or because it would become a bigger trade where OKC would send draft picks to someone else. Philly could get role players, for example. And I guess OKC would take on Tobias Harris's contract because I have salary cap or salary space. Or I don't know how it would work, you get me? But it, it'll be interesting to monitor because I don't think Tobias is going to stick around if they do that trade. I mean, if they trade for Harden, you get me? I think they'll probably trade, use this contract to get other role players that would fit better around them beat and Harden. So I think, I think you're right. I think if this Harden trade happens, Philly is going to have to make other moves because otherwise you would have Embiid, Harden, and what else? You get me? There's no, there's no other depth there. Like, what do you have left? Danny Green, George Niang, which are good players, but they're not going to, you know, be in a, in a lineup that is going to win you a championship game. You get me? And, and if you keep Tobias Harris, that's a, that's a nice, you know, trio to have. But um, I think they, they're going to be better off trading Tobias and getting, like, more role players. Because I think at that point you need quantity. As much quality as, quality as you would like to have, you need quantity at the same time. So, not for sure. No, I'm glad. I'm glad you brought up Tobias, right? I com- I completely forgot about him. With all this like Harden, like you know what I mean? Like it's just been Harden Simmons, Harden Simmons. So I completely forgot about Harris. And no, it's interesting. Like that you break- I hadn't read that that the Thunder might like be involved with him. And no, it's making yeah. sense, bro. You keep like saying it, and I I really think if this trade happens, I think you're right. It's gonna be like a three team or four team trade. You're right. Yeah. All the contracts, all the all the picks, all the, but yeah, it'll be fun too. Like, let's say this trade happens. Obviously, the deadline's already tomorrow. Like, it's, it'll be fun to see. Like, okay, if they get yeah. Harden, now, now what else? Are, who else are they gonna bring in? Like, it's For gonna sure. be a lot of fun. You feel me? Yeah, it's gonna be exciting. And I think what makes it so fun, but also makes it so crazy, is like you said, there's so many moving parts to this. So it'll be interesting. And I know, like the Tobias thing, they say that like, the trade for Tobias is unlikely. But I think it makes sense if it does happen. But um, yeah, yo, let's get into some heat news. We have a trade. Wait, right now? Yeah, no, not a big wait. one though. <laughs> we oh, traded okay. we traded Casey Akpala to OKC for a twenty twenty six second rounder. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. So, all right. I think I would say it was expected. Like the move mm-hmm. on from Casey. Casey. Right. Right. Obviously, like fell out of the rotation. You didn't have a spot in the rotation. We kind of had him here, like doing i don't know like not playing obviously so right and then we're just getting a pick and obviously oklahoma city has like a million picks so they could literally trade for all the i don't know trade for like 25 guys in the league you know what i mean <laughs> yeah but but i think it, it makes sense for both sides right um, and now kz too he's gonna have a, a big opportunity in a, a place like oklahoma city to have a lot of minutes and to sh- showcase if he really like could be a consistent rotation piece in the league um, right and yeah I think it's good for both sides what do you think yeah no I'm, I'm with you there I think it's a great trade for both sides um it's not a huge trade but I like it I, I think it's great for the heat for one because um you get a, you get another draft pick that you can use to make another trade later um or what I really like is that it opens up a roster spot because it's going to be buyout candidates um so we can use you know a vet or two that become available in the buyout market and we bring them in and they can be helpful for the stretch run. You know, guys like Goji or, or Thaddeus Young, which is being mentioned on, you know, to be a buyout guy. And those are two guys who have been linked to the Heat for forever, you know. 
Um, so, you know, opening up another roster spot is going to be huge. Um, and I like it for OKC because, like you said, they have a ton of draft picks and it's worth maybe it's worth taking a flyer on a guy like KZ. I've always been a huge fan of KZ. I like the the tools that he possesses. He's always been super raw, but I like his defensive versatility. I like the type of player that he is. And who knows, maybe in OKC with more of an opportunity, he gets to show some flashes. Um, so I really like the trade for both sides. Now, you, now yeah, KZ, bro, like um, something about him since he like came in, his defense to me has always been great. Yeah. That's been like one part of his game. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, I wish him the best, man. I, I hope he does amazing, like in Oklahoma City and beyond. But hopefully he found like a, a permanent home and he's able to, you know what I mean, like for the rest of this season. Earn like a, a spot, not only for, the, like like I said, the rest of this season, but for next year, too. Uh, that'll yeah. be pretty cool to see. But uh, damn. So, all right. I like it, bro. More action. Uh, that's fun. No yeah, one said crazy. it. Uh, you're like, uh, we have heat news. I was like, oh, wait, what happened? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's a great point, though. I want to say, like you said, with the buyout stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Instantly, when you said buyout, I thought of Thaddeus Young and Paul Millsap. I don't know why. Cause oh, I, okay. Yeah, that's another uh, one. But that's a great point. You bring up the buyout market because that's not really getting talked about. Obviously, all the trades get talked about. But yeah. um, uh, no, yeah, it's interesting, bro. Yeah, it's worth it's worth monitoring for sure. Cause, um, yeah, every, everything now is the trades, right? Up until the deadline. But there's always a couple of names that become available for like within the buyout market. Obviously, you know, Dragic is a is a big one because I don't know if Toronto is gonna end up trading him. Uh, Millsap, like you said, Daddy is young, and those are all guys that I feel like could come in and help us. Um, even if they, if they don't have huge roles, but obviously great guys to have on the team. So um, I think it's interesting for sure. And I, I think for like from this trade, what, what it means for us, for the Heat, I think it, it could also mean like another second rounder that if we if we make a trade that we can use. You get me? Yeah. And a name I've been hearing is P.J. Washington a lot, which I really like. I feel like it'll be a really good fit on this team for one, because he. His play style, I mean, it's a great, you know, four to have, especially, you know, coming off the bench, like behind PJ and stuff. Um, and second, because he gets along with Tyler, with Bam, another Kentucky guy, and it'll, I feel like he'll he'll fit right in. You get me? So I, I, that might be another second round pick they use in a trade like that. So it'll be interesting. For sure. That's a great point. Yeah, now I could see a trade, yeah, where we give up like multiple second round picks and we throw in whatever, if we have to like Morris's contract, something like that to get Washington right. in a, Right. No, yeah, and you're right. Like, he, he's friends with Hero, with uh, with Bam, and also uh, Pat Riley, man. Obviously, he played for Kentucky, and that yeah. Kentucky, I don't know, connection with Pat Riley and the Heat, and, like, it, it goes deep. You know what I'm saying? He's always yeah, looking at sure. Kentucky guys. I know when PJ was in the draft, the Heat had interest in him, too. And they, they, they do circle back to certain players that they have interest in. You know what I'm saying? So that's a mm -hmm. great, great name you bring up. And to me, he's like, if we were to make a trade, in my opinion, he's the most likely player that we would get. I, that's what I think. I know there's like yeah. a list of, of certain like fours and stuff like that. Like, uh, but to me, I don't know. I that's the name I see the most. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think for us, that's probably the name that makes the most sense. Then again, I'm like, I don't know what Charlotte wants. You get me? I don't know. I don't know how much they value him because a lot of the trade rumors I've seen is like they don't even want too much back for him, which is surprising to me because I feel like he's a good player. But um. I don't know. Real quick, just want to also shout out the Heat, bro, because, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're an organization that does things differently. Bro, what other team breaks their own news? It's usually Woj or Shams breaking the news. This time it's the Heat account that, that freaking, like, tweeted it and made the news official. So, Let's it's go. you know, we're just both different. What can we say?
Yeah, we're unique, bro. We're the best. Like, no secrets come out. You give me a solid in-house stuff, bro. Yeah. No, no bull crap, no, nothing, bro. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, bro. Um, what do you want to talk about next? Have you want, we could, uh, you want to get into, like, some of the trades that have happened? Yeah, I'm down. Um, I guess the first one, we can talk about the Sacramento-Indiana trade. Since it was, like, there was two big trades yesterday, but I think that was probably the bigger one in terms of news and reactions. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Sacramento basically acquired the Montes Sabonis, Justin Holiday, Jeremy Lamb, and a 2023 second-round pick. And the Pacers received Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and Tristan Thompson. Um, what are your What are your thoughts on this one? Like, obviously, to me, like Indiana won by far. I know, like, I hear some people saying, "Oh, but the Kings got a, a multi-time All Star and Sabonis." And I mean, that's pretty cool. You can have your All Star, but I think Halliburton like has the potential to be a, a superstar. And Sabonis, yeah, he's an All Star. I don't know if he'll ever get to that superstar level or be like a number one and number two on a championship team. I think Halliburton has that potential. You know what I mean? And on, yeah. and not just on one side of the ball either. Like he, he's great on defense and offense. Um, yeah, to me, Indiana, like right now, I would say they won the trade. Uh, Buddy Heal too. I, to me, he's always been underrated. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know if people like expect him to be like a superstar and they're, I don't know. I just always find him underrated. He's one of the best shooters in the league. Um, and then also, I know Tristan Thompson is like, no one's really talking about him, but also like for the rest of this season, I, I know now he'll probably get more playing time since Turner's out, but even when Turner comes back, that's a solid backup to have too. Um, and Sacramento, um, so, like I said, Sabonis, the all-star player. Um, he's great specifically on the offensive side of the ball. Um, no, I, I, I like him a lot. Like I'm not like against him or anything. But I just don't – I don't see the fit um, or how that's going to help Sacramento win. Like Sabonis and Fox and what's the center, Rashawn Holmes. And it just – it doesn't make – it just doesn't make too much sense for me from uh, Sacramento. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I feel for the Kings fans. I hope – I hope I'm wrong for, for their sake, obviously. It's been so many years. Like, I say as a Dolphin fan, we've gone – like, like it's very similar. So, I, yeah. I, I get the feelings. I, I – I, I, I know what they're going through. So, obviously, I hope one day that they're able to figure it out. You know what I mean? Have a winning team. But right now, I, I wouldn't say they're – I'm really – I don't really believe in Sacramento right now. You know what I'm saying? I, but yeah. shout out to Indiana. I think they made a hell of a move. Yeah. I, my, my two initial reactions were, number one, I can't believe Indiana traded Sabonis. And number two, I can't believe Sacramento traded Halliburton. It's, it's crazy. I wasn't expecting either one to – either team to trade either of those guys. Um, it's just interesting. I, I'm, I feel the same as you in a lot of ways. I think, in my, my, my opinion, I think Indiana won the trade, not because Sabonis, you know, isn't a great player by any means. He's, I, I love Sabonis as a player. He's a multi-time all-star, like you said, and he has a lot of talent. I think in the right team, he can, he can do a lot for you. But I think Halliburton's potential is the reason why we both feel the same way. Um, he's one of the best, well, okay. I say one of the best, but one of the best young players, I would say, uh, um, he can do a lot of things. He can play, make, he can defend. He's a really good shooter actually. Um, which is interesting because I know a lot of, 
people, I guess, were questioning his fit alongside alongside Deer and Fox or whatever the case is. But I think it was just so crazy when Fox was out because of injury or protocols or whatever the case was, how well Halliburton started playing. He started getting like double digit assists, you know, for a ton of games during that stretch. Um, his three point percentage is like at 40 percent, which is Damn. insane. Um, <laughs> like he's a really good player and he's only 21, I believe. So to think that, you know, Crazy. already everything he's doing at such a young age, you look at his potential and it's like, wow, like it's incredible. So I would have thought that, you know, Sacramento, I know, bro, I love De'Aaron Fox too. He's a great player, but I think it's hard to, to think that, why would I, you know, trade Halliburton over Fox if up to now, like as great as Fox is, we haven't been able to accomplish too much with him. You get me? And you look at the ceiling and the potential of, of a guy like Halliburton, and it makes you think, like, why wouldn't we want to, you know, keep him around when not too many things have gone right for us? It's just, you know, it's it's a little bit, you know, it makes me it makes me think, you know, you get me? It's it's really confusing a little bit. But, um, sure. yeah, overall, I like it for Sacramento, too, to an extent, because Sabonis is a good established talent. But something else to keep in mind is that Halliburton has about seven years of team control and Sabonis only has two more. So it's like, all right, I get it. If you want to get a player like Sabonis, but if you're telling me Sacramento only has two years to figure this thing out before potentially losing Sabonis, it's, it makes you think about it even more because they're not, I don't feel like they're close to making a significant playoff push or whatever the case is. I know they're somewhat in the playing territory, but even then it's like, they're putting a timeline on this thing that makes no sense having a timeline on. So I don't know. It's just very confusing. Yeah, I'm glad you brought Sacramento's perspective. I like the trade for Indiana because if you give up a guy like Sabonis, these are like Halliburton and Hill are two great, two good pieces to start with. You get me? For sure. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the whole like team team control thing because I was about to bring up too like um, in terms of like Fox and Halliburton. Um, Halliburton is obviously on a rookie contract. You gave Fox a, a huge deal, um, and uh, to me, that, that would have been another factor because I, I really think Halliburton could be as good or even better than Fox. And I'm a bit, I'm a fan of Fox. I'm not saying like he, he's not a good player, but I don't know. I would have considered that too when you think about it. Even like the you got me rookie contracts and like the amount of money you're paying Fox. What have you? Tell me what what you've won with with Fox on your team. You haven't won anything. Like you yeah. haven't done anything. So to me, that would have been a, that's another factor I, I think about that I really don't understand. Like the, like where. What's their, their, like, direction right now? Like, what are they trying to do there? Like, yeah. they trade, like, one of their best pieces. Okay, they bring in an all-star, but then, I don't know, it just <laughs> doesn't make sense to me. And another thing is, yeah, the fit, man, I don't – obviously, we're going to have to wait and see, like, how they look on the court. Like, but, uh, like, what's up? And, like, especially to Sabonis and Rashawn Holmes, like, like what? Are, what are they gonna do together? You feel me? Like what do you think yeah. about that? Like the fit. What? Like, a, what? A, to start, I know Sacramento is most likely gonna trade Rashawn Holmes because he's a he's a name that they've been supposedly there's a lot of like trade rumors going around regarding Holmes. So I think he's gonna get traded. Like, um, either way, uh, in terms of fit, yeah, I don't know because Fox likes to have the ball. Sabonis so likes to have the ball. Um, so I don't know how like the play styles would work. Um, they're just in a tough spot because in the off season they're gonna have to look for another coach. Because Alvin Gentry is their interim head coach. So I think you have to find a head coach that can make it work between those two. Because if you made a, tr a trade for Sabonis, you have to figure it out now. Like, there's not much of a timeline. He has two years 
of his contract left, you have to convince him to stay around. He's going to be unrestricted. Yeah. So to keep to convince a free agent to stay in Sacramento, you have to you have to make sure you you, have, you get every, you have to get everything right from here on out. You have to put the right players around him, get the right coach, and convince the bonus to stick around because if not, it's just scary. It's scary for Sacramento, the team, and for the fans to think that he can potentially lose a bonus after two years for nothing, or not for nothing, but like, bro, you, you traded Halliburton healed and so many years of control that it's it's concerning. You get me? And in two years, what can they? How close are they to accomplishing something significant? I don't know. It's just. It's it's scary for Sacramento right now. They have to act quick apparently, and I don't know. I don't know what else they have planned. Uh, you know, up their what trick they have up their sleeve, but it's it's concerning. Yeah, I'm kind of obviously like honestly, if they have anything else planned, man, I'm kind of like worried. That's what it would be. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't really want to know what else they, they right. have planned. There. It's and uh, it's interesting you brought up like um, like possibly them trading Rashawn Holmes. Cause yeah, before we got on here, um, like we said, before we started recording, I thought it was super random. I read something that that could be a possible like trade between Charlotte and Sacramento, like swapping PJ Washington and Holmes. But then I'm like, like, well, I'm sorry, if you're Sacramento too, like, why the hell are you getting PJ Washington? You just got some bonus. You, you feel I and like I'm saying that's a rumor. Like I'm not saying it's true or they've had discussions, but. Yeah. When I saw that too, though, I was like, it doesn't make sense for them. Like, it's Sacramento. So it, it might happen. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they do it. But what right. would you think about that? Like, I, to me, it sounds really insane, but. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's one of those moves. A lot of Sacramento's moves don't always tend to make sense on paper or, you know, in terms of fit or anything. But in theory, I like it for Sacramento because they're getting a younger player who can potentially, you know, be there longer term than Holmes. Um I know there's also a chance that Sabonis can play the five and you put Washington at the four. And I think that makes sense because Washington can shoot the ball and you give Sabonis, you know, room to operate in the interior. Um, so I, I think I like it for Sacramento, actually. I think you give up a guy in Holmes who's a little older and he's not going to really do much there with Sabonis because they're both non-shooters. So I think Washington makes more sense if you want to keep him around in the front court next to Sabonis. You put Sabonis at the five. For Charlotte, I know they've been wanting a center for a long time. And if you think you're going to lose P.J. Washington, actually, Holmes is not a bad option. I feel like he's a good center. I don't think he's a long-term answer, but I think he helps him now. So, actually, I think that's a trade that I would actually like for both sides. It's nothing crazy, and it'll be interesting to see how they how they play both guys if they get traded. But I think I, I can see the world the world where, where that trade makes sense for both teams. Got you. Yeah, for me, Rick, like, I, I would probably favor uh, what's called Charlotte a little, a little bit, but not – I feel it would be, like – like really even it's like you said Holmes is like a good player but but yeah I'm with you I don't think he's like a long-term option uh but uh but yeah man any other thoughts on that trade um no that's pretty much it well I do have a couple of notes so supposedly uh Tristan Thompson is gonna he's not gonna play for Indiana they're gonna buy him out oh so he's probably gonna go to like a contending team as a backup center um and I think it makes sense because for Indiana at this point why would you keep him around he's gonna be a free agent like at this point, give your younger players some some chances to develop to to get some playing time, um, and and you're not really competing for much this year, anyways. So I think it makes sense. And then supposedly, there's differing opinions on this one, but Indiana may or may not trade Buddy Hield, so they might flip him for other assets. 
or for an even younger player because he's already 26, 27. So if they are rebuilding, he's a, he's a, he's kind of like Karis Levert's age. So you get another player similar to Levert, and if you already traded Levert, it, it makes sense for them to want to trade potentially Buddy Hield also. But um, I don't know. There's different reports going around yeah. Buddy Hield, but I don't know. What do you think about that one? No, I was gonna say yeah. I, I, like earlier today, I saw like I saw like yeah like conflict conflicting reports. I guess like there's people saying like. Yeah, that Indiana is gonna keep him, and then there's other reports saying that they might trade him. So like, it, I really don't know what to believe. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I, I mean, I could see him being traded. Um, I know I had obviously remember in the off season, it was almost a deal done. The Lakers almost got him. So. Oh um, yeah, I remember. Yeah. The late, so I I could see like a contender, like a, or a team even, like what the trades are nowadays. Like this season, even the playing teams like. I can see a playing team trying to get him. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's not just like that, like, like you know how, like, usually it's like, okay, a certain amount of teams are going to be buyers and they're contending for a championship. But now with the playing, uh, like, more teams, I feel, are going to be more aggressive than ever. You know what I mean? So, right. no, and I, I think any any team could use a player like Heal. I don't know, I, like, like I said, he's a hell of a shooter. And especially today in the NBA, you, you want to have one of those on your team. Um, for sure. No, and Tristan Thompson, that makes, like, 100%. That makes, like, complete sense uh, for both sides. Um, obviously, yeah, in the end, it's not really looking like they're going to do much this year. Thompson almost, like, I don't know if he's at the end of his career or nearing it. He has a couple years left, probably. Um, yeah, and it's probably, yeah, I think it's just better for both sides. Um, I could see him, like, reuniting with LeBron. I mean, in L.A., he could go to Brooklyn. He could... If Drummond ju- does get traded from Philly, maybe that could be an option to back up Embiid. Um, and and also, like, Thompson, I think he, he he's a hell of a, like, backup center to have. But one thing I, I've always liked about him, I think he's good at getting rebounds. And obviously, like, his offensive game isn't elite. Like, he's not, like, an elite-level player. But I believe in the right role, like, as a backup center on a on a playoff team, I think I think he's good to have. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. I think it's a, yeah, it's probably, you know, a move that makes sense, the best sense for both sides, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah and, and like you said, I like that you mentioned that about Buddy Hield. I think he's a guy that could fit in anywhere. So I think, you know, anything that can trade for him will probably, like, put in an offer and see what Indiana ultimately decides. But I can see I can see both sides to why Indiana would want to keep him because he's still relatively, like, young. You keep him around for a couple more years or trade him and get, you know, even more assets or younger players. So, um, and real quick, we before we move on, I just want to, you know, say for Sacramento, I also like Justin Holiday. I feel like he's a good a role player, great 3 and D guy that he can help them out, you know, going forward. I really like Justin Holiday too. Nah, that's a good point. No, yeah, he's a guy, bro, like uh, throughout the years, he, he keeps getting better when you think about it. Uh, you know what I mean? Especially in Indiana, it's time there. He got better each season. No, yeah, he's a hell of a role player to have, but the only thing that it's like, I hope it works out for him. It's just like, it, it's hard to, with Sacramento, man, it's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how it's going to work out for him. Because, not because of him, because of Sacramento. Are they going to use him? Are they going to try to, like, change his role? Are they going to, like, uh, release him? I, I, you never know. But, no, I'm glad you brought him up, though, because he is, like, a good role player. And he – yeah, something I respect is that I, I keep seeing him getting better. So Yeah. Real quick, I do want to mention something regarding the Heat trade. Um, someone just tweeted this, that – um, the Heat are now 2.13 million under the luxury tax, which is great. Um, and supposedly now, like they can sign Caleb Martin 
and a second veteran uh, to minimum contracts. Oh, let's go. That's probably like the reason why that trade most most likely happens. So we can keep Martin on a, on an actual minimum deal and then um, have you know room to sign a veteran or like you know a guy another guy on a minimum deal. And they said, you know, right now we have 13 players, so we have to get a 14th player within the next two weeks. So that means we'll probably get one of those, you know, buyout candidates. Damn, no, that's great to know, bro. No, yeah, I, I, could, I forgot that we that Caleb is still on the, the two-way. That's, yeah. really, that's really important then, to, to get that done as soon as possible. So make sure mm -hmm. we're able to use him for the rest of the season because he, he's been a hell of a player. No, nah, nah, I'm glad sure. you brought that up. I hadn't even thought of the uh, in a while about his like, contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, the next trade you want to talk about? Um, you want to talk about CJ to the Pelicans? Sure. Yeah, so I think the full trade was uh, CJ McCollum, Larry Nance Jr., and Tony Snell going to New Orleans, and then Portland getting Josh Hart, Tomas Sadoransky, Nikhil Alexander-Walker which those last two were just traded again in another trade. Um, Didi Luzada, a 2022 protected first and two second rounders. What do you think? Bro, Portland, like, don't sleep on them. They might be a, a contender this year. Like, they're, what they're building there right now, man. And Chauncey Billups, like, if he comes out of retirement, that's another asset for them to use. And, no, yeah, honestly, like, yeah, Portland, it's – I get the concept, like, of uh, blowing up the roster, of uh, trading the big contracts. Uh, I get all that. But it's just, like, confusing when you see what they're getting in return. It doesn't make much sense. Like you said, they already traded Alexander Walker and uh, Sadoransky today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they already traded those two guys. Uh, I mean, yeah, to me, like, in my opinion for Portland, it was a horrible trade. I knew, I knew they're obviously they're, they were going to trade McCullum, but are you really going to tell me that that's the best you could get for McCullum? Like it, I mean, wow, that's, I, I feel someone who started watching basketball yesterday, well, no, that's a, a horrible like return for McCullum. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And for, and for New Orleans, like it's like, I, I like McCullum. Um, I know New Orleans is like f fighting for the play-in. So I, I respect them trying to, like, I guess, being aggressive. I like a scorer like McCullum, but I don't know if I'm fully like confident in New Orleans because of like this past off season, um, just like certain decisions that, that they've made. Like, I don't know if it's like more for them to make the playoffs or if it's a David Griffin trying to keep his job. Um, I think it could be one or the other. I, I think McCullum's going to be fine. He's a great player, but um, only thing that, that sucks is that Zion's not playing. Cause I, I think that would, that would be uh that would be huge. It was Zion, Brandon Ingram, and CJ McCollum. Then I'll be like, oh damn, all right. Like they they'll make the playoffs and like who knows what could happen. And they add a couple other guys. They have like McCollum. They have these three guys under contract for the next next couple of years. Maybe if they start winning more, they could bring in some more talent uh, to play alongside them. But yeah, the, the only thing that sucks is that like Zion's health. But uh, but yeah, what are your thoughts, bro, on the on the trade? Yeah, so I, I think I'm going to talk about New Orleans first and then Portland side of the deal. Um, so for New Orleans, I really like the trade. Um, I think first and foremost, it didn't give up anything too significant. Um, to get a guy like CJ is huge for them. I know that they started the season off really rough, but as of late, they've been playing like a lot better. And right now they're in the play-in tournament, at least in contention for the play-in. 
So obviously, like you said earlier, there's a lot more teams trying to compete for the play and try to get their chance into the playoffs. And adding a guy like CJ would be a huge help. I think that's a great, a great move. And not only for, obviously for his play on the court, but his leadership, a great guy that can help you, you know, establish a good uh, foundation, a good culture um, for an organization that hasn't had a lot of that, you know, in, in recent history. So I think that's a great, a great guy to, to have in your locker room. And obviously a great fit, I feel, for the Pelicans. For one, he can, he can obviously have the ball and play make and shoot off the dribble. But, you know, secondly, he can be off the ball and just spot up and shoot. And he's a great shooter, one of the best shooters in our league. So I love that for New Orleans. Um, obviously, they have Brandon Ingram. I, I, it, it, honestly, it all depends on Zion's health at the end of the day, how far this, this team can go and how great this trade would look. Because right now they have some good players like Brandon Ingram. Valanciunas has had a great season, probably a career year. They still have Devontae Graham, which is a nice young you know, guard to have. So adding CJ to that is a, is a nice group for sure. But I think if you if you add Zion to the mix, that's when this team starts to look really, really good. Um, so obviously it's all contingent on Zion's health, but overall I like the trade for New Orleans. And you also add Larry Nance Jr., which is a, a, a great backup big. He's I feel like he's really under, underrated. He can do a lot of things defensively and even offensively, he's not a bad option. So I really like that aspect. Um, for Portland, I liked, I honestly didn't hate the trade. I liked it, a, I liked it a decent amount. But after this new trade that just happened today, I like it a lot less. <laughs> um, uh, so first, first and foremost, I like, I really like Josh Hart a lot. I'm a huge fan of Josh Hart. And especially this year, he's played so much better. In every way, he's elevated his play. Um, and I, I think it's crazy for a forward. He's, he's undersized. He's like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, but he'd be getting like seven, eight rebounds a game. He has like four or five assists also. So he does a little bit of everything. And he does it at a... At a pretty high level um his his uh field goal percentages are all like pretty good pretty high up there and so I really like Josh Hart a lot I think he's a great role player he's a great glue guy that can fit on any team so I really like that um they traded Sadoransky and Nikhil Alexander Walker Sadoransky I'm like okay he wasn't gonna do much for Portland anyway he's gonna be a free agent but Nikhil Alexander Walker he's a young prospect he's like 21 22 and he's shown flashes of you know great offensive potential and to think that they traded him for essentially Elijah Huge, which I guess is a decent player who can become something, and a second-round pick, I just don't see how that makes a ton of sense when I think to pretty much everyone else in the league, Nikhil Alexander-Walker has a lot more trade value and a lot more potential. So what do you get out of, out of essentially getting another second-round pick? It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, and then Didi Luzada, I haven't seen play much at all, and I don't know if he's even played this year, so I don't know what there is there. I just, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it because I don't know. Um, and then you get a, a first round pick in that trade, I'm, which is okay. You're rebuilding. That's good to have. And then two second rounders, which is, you know, good also. But I like the trade a lot more if they kept Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Now I like it a lot less. And for a guy like CJ, it's like you said, I'm pretty sure that they might have gotten a better trade package at the end of the day. It's just a guy who's super well established, a, a great shooter, which any team can use. I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. No, for sure. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. And Josh Hart, like you said, he, he's a good player. Um, but the only thing that's it, like weird is that it's not not his fault. It's like Portland, like based on what they're, they're doing in these last couple of days, you're like, all right, so are, are they planning to use like Josh Hart uh, to keep around, to play alongside Lillard? 
Or are they are they gonna trade him tomorrow? Are they gonna like trade him in the off season? It's just like with Portland right now, we really don't know what's going on. So I don't know if it's like the best situation for for Hart either. Like hopefully he, he continues to like play good, but I don't know if like leaving New Orleans is gonna hurt him. Like I don't know how he's gonna fit into Portland. Obviously he's gonna have. I feel like uh, like right now for the rest of the season. He's going to have more opportunities, I, I feel, with, like, the ball in his hand. But Lillard out, uh, well, obviously, McCollum being gone. It's, like, Hart, Hart's going to have a, a big chance, like, to – yeah, I just think he's going to have the ball a lot more. I don't yeah. really know. You know what I'm saying? I just hope it doesn't it doesn't hurt him, and I hope he, like, fits in. You feel me? Yeah, I agree, 100%. So, what trade do you want to talk about next? Um, I guess the next one we could talk about Karis Levert going to Cleveland. Yeah. What do you think about that one? Nah, just, yeah. to, just to give you like the rundown, it was Karis Levert and a second going to Cleveland, and then Ricky Rubio's contract because he's not gonna play this year for a first round pick, and then two second rounders. No, yeah, like I, for Cleveland, like I'm super happy uh, for like Cleveland's fans this year. They finally like have a team, like a playoff team, um, like a. You know what I mean? A good playoff team. Uh, obviously, like, we're still in the regular season. But I really do think they're going to make the playoffs the way they've been playing. But it's great to see them finally, like, having this type of team without LeBron. You know what I mean? I'm just really happy, like, overall for the fans. But, like, in terms of the trade, I, I love it. I, I love that they're being aggressive. Um, I think they're, they're, they're just, like, obviously, Ricky Rubio is, like, really important to them. But it's not only that, like, I, I just think they, they see themselves and like, look, we're finally a playoff team. We're finally in the mix here. Why not try to get better? Why not try to add, like, more scoring? And Levert, to me, is throughout his career, he's been a guy. He's shown, like, flashes here and there. He hasn't – maybe he hasn't fully put it together um, to be considered one of the best young players, I guess, in the league. But um, I, I, I don't know. I've, I've always liked him. I think he's going to be great in Cleveland. Like, I – I really love the move for Cleveland. For Indiana, like, I knew they were going to make a couple of trades. Uh, I know they got some draft picks in return. But, like, to me, I was kind of shocked that they didn't get more in terms of, like, like players. It's like you said, it's really just Rubio's contract because he's out for the year. So mm-hmm. I was shocked by, like, the player aspect that they got back. Uh, not by the picks. Like, the pick, like, they did great with the picks they got back. Um, and, and they've shown that they know how to draft, obviously, over the years. Um, so... Yeah, I, li- I like it for both sides, honestly. But I just um, thought uh, Indiana could get more uh, in terms of value and, like, in terms of a player, you feel me? But, yeah, what like, what do you think about the trade? Yeah, I like the trade for both sides. Um, I think I love what Cleveland has done this year. They've been a great success story that no one expected, to be honest. Yeah. So what they've been able to do has been huge, and I- I'm super happy for the city and that fan base um, to finally have another – team competing for the playoffs with a legit roster. I really like the pieces that they have there. And then you add a guy like Karis Levert. He's a great, he's still a young player. He has great offensive potential. And I think I love what Cleveland has done is that they lost Ricky Rubio and Colin Sexton to injuries. And what they've done is replaced them with Rondo and Levert. Like they haven't decided to fall back or, you know, they've, they've, they found guys who can replace them and keep them going for this season and competing. And it's been huge. Rondo's, Rondo has played really good in Cleveland so far. And you had a guy like Levert to replace that scoring punch you're missing from Sexton. It's it's huge. It's a great move. I, I really like it for Cleveland. And you give up a first-round pick, but bro, I think it's worth it when you're competing for the first time in a long time. And you have a guy in Levert who's gonna who's probably going to stick around with that core for a little while. 
So I really like the move um, for Cleveland. And for Indiana, yeah, you don't get Ricky Rubio this year, but you're rebuilding anyways, and you get a couple picks, a first round in a couple seconds. I think that's a good return for a guy you weren't interested in keeping around. So I really like that trade for both sides. Got you. And, um, yeah, overall, too, yeah, I'm just, like, really happy for the Cavaliers, like, fans. Uh, they're looking really good, and they've proven, like, for sure, me, they've proven uh, – I remember us talking about it, like, what are they doing getting all these big men? And, uh, man, like, shout-out to them. It's looking – they're looking great. Yeah, <laughs> and shout-out – and shout-out J.B. Bickerstaff, too, for making it work as a, as a head coach. Yeah. Because I was looking at that team on paper, and I was like, bro, how are they going to do it? They're running, you know – Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, and Markkinen all at the same time. But, hey, it's been working. So, shout out to the coaching staff, too, for making it work somehow. Not for sure. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Oh, real quick, another aspect to the heat trade. Mm-hmm. Um, bro, I don't know how we do it, but supposedly we had, like, OKC's first rounder that we owed them. It had yeah. protections on them. We somehow got them to remove those protections on the first round pick. So now we have a first-round pick that's tradable this year or next year. Let's go. Holy crap. Yeah, Shout crazy. out to Andy Ellisberg and Pat Riley and all these guys, bro, man. It's Holy crazy. Bro, wow, bro. How, how do we keep – man, they always find the way. Holy yep. crap. No, I love that trade. Bro. You know I mean, I, I liked it already. I love it even more for our side now. No, me too, bro. That's a home run. Like, that, that could really help us a long way. If we end up, like, using those draft picks, bro, to bring in someone. It takes us to another level this season, bro. Yeah, it's it's worth it to me already right now. You feel me? But yeah, but you never know. You bring in one more guy, bro. That he might be that missing piece that takes you to the next level. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Wow. And yeah. Bro. Something. So something now that I I just saw, like regarding the Tyrese Halliburton trade. Um, bro, it's just I don't <laughs> know. It's crazy because Matt Barnes says he he saw or he he's spoken to people close to Sacramento, like from the team. And he says that the team was in shock and they're devastated and that Tyrese was in tears. Yeah. No. So it's it, like, I, I mean, I, I definitely get it, but it's like you, you look at Sacramento and you're like, how do you make that trade for one, because of the player himself and how good he is, but two, look at everything that he meant to the team and the fan base and everything. And how would you do that to them? For sure. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just a big risk to bring in. A, so bonus is great. Like I love him, but bro, to put on, on Halliburton's potential and what he meant to that team, I don't know. It's crazy to me. I was going to say, there was a certain energy, I would say, the last couple of years, like with Halliburton there, that I hadn't really felt, or, like, from the Kings fans, but also, like, me, like, uh, from the outside looking in, I was like, oh, crap, man. Maybe the Kings are – maybe they finally have the right people in the front office, and, and they get Davion Mitchell this year, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, they're, they're getting some, you know what I mean, some good young talent there. Um, no, I also saw yesterday I was going everywhere. I don't know. There was something about him, like, I think it was last week or – couple weeks ago talking about like wanting to build the culture in yep. Sacramento want, wanting to change everything there and then boom you know what I mean and like I said earlier look I, I like De'Aaron Fox I'm, I'm not against him I'm a fan of this but as good as he is and his time there like I don't think his impact has been as high uh, of an impact as Halliburton's one was in like a short time you feel me mm-hmm. yeah like, no it's just Cause I don't know, Fox is a he's a good player, but I don't know, man. Like Halliburton is like he's special. I don't know. Yeah, if I was Sacramento, that's the one guy I wouldn't trade. And what do they do? That's the one guy they trade. For real. Like, like anyone else, I'm like, okay, I can see a, a reason for trading him. But Halliburton, if I'm Sacramento, that's the one guy I wanted to keep around. Hundred percent. It's crazy. 
even like I, I brought it up earlier, but now I thought of it like um even let's say yeah let's say you keep Halliburton, you trade Fox, then you could like put Mitchell and Halliburton next to each other. Mitchell's a hell of a, a player on defense. He has a good offensive game. They're both on their rookie contracts. They just got into the league. They're hungry. Yeah. They're, they're successful in college. They're trying to bring a winning culture there. And now it's kind of like up in the air. Like, like what the hell is going on in Sacramento? And, and it sucks because it's like a repeated phrase, like throughout all these years. Like everyone's like, what the hell is going on there? Who's making these like decisions? What? There's no direction. Like what? What's their plan? So. Mm-hmm. No, nah, yeah, that man, that's crazy. Like, no, nah, I wouldn't doubt it, man. The players are devastated. Oh, another point before we move on to something else, I just remembered. So Harrison Barnes too. That's another interesting topic within the Kings. Yep. Obviously, there's been rumors of him like possibly getting traded. Um, does that still happen? Like, do they plan to like pair him up with Sabonis? Like, what what's your like feeling right now? So I mean, if they traded for Sabonis, I don't see why they would trade him now. You get me? Because if they trade for Sabonis, that means they're trying to win relatively soon. And I think he fits he fits that window of trying to win now and and fit whatever they're trying to build there. Because he's a or he's a guy who could fit anywhere. He's a great player. He does a little bit of everything. And I think if you're looking at fit next to Sabonis, if they want to play Sabonis at the five, especially, that's a that's a great like oh, I couldn't think of a better guy who who like to place next to Sabonis. He's a great defender. He can stretch the floor. So now that they traded for Sabonis, I wouldn't trade Barnes. I'd probably keep him around because he makes a lot of sense to, to like keep with that core. Got you. Yeah. So now that like those are all great points you make, but then it's like, bro, I, like we we don't know what Sacramento is gonna do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And <laughs> that, it's just interesting too to see what else they fill out the roster with because all right, that Fox Sabonis Barnes. Um, but then what else are you gonna do to to get that team to the playoffs and and be you know competitive? I don't for know. Sure. Nah, but yeah, I'm glad I remember Barnes though because that's like an interesting guy to me. Because um, obviously, like now it's just you hear the Halliburton, Sabonis, all that, but people mm-hmm. are kind of forgetting they might like get rid of Barnes too. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Also, so on the heat trade, so heat. there's more. They keep clarifying stuff. So the protections that we had on the the 2023 first round pick, they got cleared up, so we can trade a pick within the, this year or next year. But then. Um, it, we moved the protections to a 2025 pick. So it's like we didn't get rid of them completely, but it opened up flexibility now for us to use our first round pick within the next two years on a trade. Oh, so it's perfect. still good. Like, I'll take that. All right. No, yeah, that's still good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's, bro, that's crazy. Nah, these guys are the best, man. It's crazy. For sure. <laughs> wow. Um, not bad. What other, I'm trying to think what other trade. Oh. Um, other than that, I think it's just been like a lot of rumors going around. Oh, oh, wait, actually, you want to talk about, uh, what was it, uh, the one that happened today before, right, be- right before we started oh, yeah, recording? Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's, yeah, let's talk about that one. Utah and uh, San Antonio and Portland, right? Yeah, those three. All right. So, I, I remember what it was. You want me to say it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so basically it was a trade, yeah, between the Spurs, Portland, and the Jazz. Um, Utah got Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Juancho Hernan Gomez. The Spurs got Tomas Adoransky and a second-round pick. And uh, Portland got Joe Ingles' contract because he's out for the year. Elijah Hughes and a second-round pick. And then both those second-round picks, uh, Utah gave him up. Um, yeah, what do you think? What do you think about this trade? Yeah, like, first off, when you send it to me, it was just, like, really random. 
Um, but like I would say, like the I like what Utah did in it. They got two, like obviously Alexander Walker, like you said already, is a great young player. So they could have him there um, behind Mike Conley too, and learn from Conley and Donovan Mitchell and those guys. Uh, and then Hernan Gomez, I was telling you before, I don't know, I've always liked him. I mean, I think he could be a great role player in the league. He just he gets moved around a lot. He he's been in a bunch of different teams already, so I don't think he's able he's been able to like really solidify a role anywhere because he's moved so quickly wherever he goes. Um, yeah, for uh, wait, sorry, say it again. What what did the other teams get? What did uh San Antonio? San oh, they Antonio, got um San Antonio got Sadoransky and a second round pick, and essentially they gave up Hernan Gomez. Yeah, so I mean San Antonio. I mean, I guess they they didn't want to keep Hernan Gomez and they got a pick and whatever. I don't think it's really going to, I just feel like they just like traded like, Hernan Gomez. They didn't, I guess they didn't want him there. They didn't think he fit. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, it's whatever for that. Like, I don't know. It's nothing bad, nothing great. And that, I forgot what did Portland get? Ingles' uh, contract. Ingles' J- contract, uh, Elijah Hughes and a second round pick. Yeah. yeah it goes back to Mikhail Alexander Walker. Yeah, it goes goes back to like what the hell, like and, what's Portland? And Tadaransky, actually, because they, they're both in Portland, but yeah. So then it's like, like what the hell? Yeah, it just goes back to like what's Portland doing? So yeah, yeah, I would say I guess that trade I like it for Utah. For other two teams, I'm for the Spurs. I'm I'm not against it. I'm I'm not loving it. And then for Portland, I I don't really like it. But yeah, I would say I, I like it for Utah. I guess what what do you think? Yeah. So for me. I really like it for Utah because you lose, you lost Ingles for the year, but then you replace him with Alexander Walker, which is another offensive option, you know, another offensive weapon to have there off your bench. And Hernan Gomez is a solid, you know, backup big to have. It doesn't hurt to have one of those. So um, I think it's interesting though, because Utah's biggest issue this year has been defense, I believe. And none of those guys, you know, will help that. But I guess if you can't add defense, just continue adding offense, you know, and, and they're obviously trying to win now, compete now. So at least I like that they're being aggressive and they added a couple of guys that can help them, you know, provide some scoring punch off the bench and, and give you some solid minutes for a playoff team. So I like it for Utah for sure. Um, I like it for San Antonio a lot. Or I mean, not I don't love it. You know, it's nothing crazy. <laughs> but I like, you know, Hernan Gomez is probably a guy that we're going to keep around long term. And whatever, you get a second round pick, which, you know, at, that, at this point for San Antonio, you got to get draft picks and young assets because you're rebuilding, you know, so. I really like that aspect. And Sadoransky, he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Maybe he gives the Spurs a look, and maybe they want to bring him back as a backup point guard in the future. Who knows? You know, the Spurs like their international players, so maybe it's a guy that if he fits well within their system, they, they could keep him around in the future as a backup point guard. So I really like it for, for the Spurs. For Portland, oh, man. It's, <laughs> it's like we keep saying. It's like I don't know what sense it makes to give up Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who, who's still really young, has a, a lot more offensive potential than, I don't know, anything that probably Elijah Hughes or a second-round pick can get you. It just doesn't make a ton of sense. I, I believe he was, like, a lottery pick, or in, yeah. for sure in the top 20s when he yeah. got drafted just a couple of years ago. So, I don't know. It's, it's just very confusing, like we keep saying. And their plan to build around Lillard and, and build a, a contending team it just doesn't look like what they're what they're getting is gonna get you anything significant. So I'm just very confused by Portland. I don't see what their what their their vision is. No, yeah, I'm with you 100. percent Yeah, it's just yeah, cause it if like literally really, really wants to stay there and they're planning to do that, it's like like none of these like returns that they've gotten, 
like point to that direction if that makes sense i i don't really know what it points to you know what i mean because <laughs> yeah it's, it's just like really confusing but then i know literally like wants to stay there he like i think he said it again today or yesterday or something uh in an interview that he, he still wants to stay there his heart's in portland he wants to win there um i understand it 100 i love that like, i love loyalty i'm all about that but yeah. uh but like just yeah what they're getting in return that that's the only thing i would say that's like questionable um because yeah yeah it's, it's weird that to me if they're really trying to build around them i guess they're just waiting for the off season uh, i mean but at the same time like yeah literally might know a couple of guys you might try to get someone to go there but you can't really base your whole like building your whole roster off of one off season either because when you think about it like what okay I, like josh hart he like he, he could be a good player for them if they, if they keep him around winslow's kind of like a up in the air like I, can we rely on him? I, I don't know. It's, it's like risky. 50. Uh, when you look at the roster, it's like, like who who do they who do they bring in? Like it's really Josh Hart that you can yeah. really re- rely on right now. But other than that, I'm like, and even like, what what the hell is Bledsoe gonna do there? Like, he, that, yeah, it's and, really, and it's it's crazy because now they're saying Bledsoe. First of all, he's hurt right now, oh, and second, man. he they might even buy him out. <laughs> so it's like it's very confusing. And I don't know how do you how do you look at your team and say, all right, we need to like. I guess re reload assets, like find other things that we can trade for to build around Lillard. How do you give up Norman Powell, Covington, CJ, Larry Nance, and obviously a couple other guys, but they're not as significant, I guess. How do you trade those main four guys? And bro, overall, just get one first round pick. And the only main player that you you got in a, in trade was Josh Hart. <laughs> and you got yeah, a couple second rounders and other guys that, bro, it's like you're taking flyers on them that hope they can develop into something or give you some type of value, but it's like, I don't know. I just don't see how, how it makes a ton of sense. And also too, like a, is it like, it's like a first year head coach, like an interim GM kind of, it's like, it's like really up in the air when you think about it. It's like really weird. Cause are they going to keep this GM around too? That's like another thing to think about. Or no, in the off season, they're going to get rid of him, bring in another guy. And this guy has to solve all these like, horrible decisions that, that the past administration like uh yeah. have made or whatever so oh yeah and i'm glad you just i had forgotten about that trade though. yeah how do you feel about that trade the whole the clippers and portland trade a huge win for the clippers a massive l for the trailblazers 100 like, percent, <laughs> bro the clippers got two great three and d guys some of the better options in the league bro that were for sure available and just overall i, I i'm a huge fan of both norman powell norman powell and covington Man, their their defensive is aggressive. Where the defense, their defense is aggressive. Um, they don't give up an edge on that end, and then they can both hit the three ball. Norman Powell has more of an offensive game game than Covington, but man, for the Clippers, a team that's you know they've been in the playoff race all year this year. They obviously are going to get PG back at some point, hopefully this year, and then have him for next year and Kawhi next year. Man, you you had a guy like Norman Powell. Covington's going to be a free agent, but. Those are exactly the type of guys you need to add around your two-star players. And I think it's a great move for the Clippers. They give up Eric Bledsoe, who, yeah, he's a decent, you know, point guard, a decent guard. But I, I think it's a price, you know, a, a piece willing to part with to get those two guys. Winslow, who, who yeah, he was starting to play better, but hadn't given you too much up, up to this point. And then Keon Johnson, uh, yeah, sure, like a nice young player, but... If you're trying to win now, like why wait on his development? You get me? 
So I, I love this. I love this for the Clippers. And he didn't, they didn't even give up a first round pick. Not that they had one to begin with, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I, yeah, those two guys with, with their caliber and everything they've accomplished, I think it's huge. And then for the Clippers, I just, I find it hard to believe that they didn't have a better, better package for both those guys separate or individually. I think for at least each one, you have to, I'm pretty sure you could have gotten a first round pick because now you look at it, you, you, you basically traded Gary Trent Jr. Who's balling out with Toronto this year. Um, for what, maybe like Eric Bledsoe and Justice Winslow and these guys, because you traded him for Norman Powell, and now you just flipped him for this. And it's, bro, it's hard to like, I don't know, I just don't see how that makes sense. And then you give two first-round picks for Covington, and now you don't even get one back for him. It's it's insane. No, I'm with you 100%. Yeah. I think the Clippers win this, like, by far. Yeah, for Portland, I don't understand it whatsoever. <laughs> Like you said, they, they could have literally even, yeah, together, individually, whatever it is, I think they could have gotten way like way better packages than what, what they decided to get. Um, no, yeah, for the Clippers, yeah, I love it. I mean, bringing, yeah, like you said, two, three and D guys, two proven guys, like obviously Norman Powell's a champion already. Covington's been uh, in a lot of like playoff games already in his career. Uh, great veterans to have around. It seems like they get along with people and wherever they go. Um, Norman Powell, I know obviously Kawhi is still out, but now he's reunited with Kawhi after they won in Toronto together. Um, that's another thing to think about, but I'm excited to see like when PG and Kawhi are healthy, if they, if they do keep around like Powell and Covington, it'll be nice to see those four guys like together. You know what I'm saying? For sure. So yeah, overall, I, I respect it. Like I, I love it a hundred percent for the Clippers, bro. Yeah, no, I really like that trade for the Clippers a ton without a doubt. Um, something, something that I just saw regarding Sacramento since we were talking about them earlier and, you know, Harrison Barnes or whatever. Supposedly, they're telling other teams that they'd rather keep Harrison Barnes than trade him as they try to chase a playoff, you know, a play-in spot. So that pretty much tells you that. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> like, like pretty much what we were saying, it probably makes yeah. more sense to keep him than trade him at this point. But I get it, but it's like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, don't get me wrong. Okay, you're, you're trying to get a playoff spot? And you trade Tyrese Halliburton, but okay. yeah, I, I know like okay, Sabonis, multi-time All Star, Fox is like he's a good player. And, ah man, I don't know. Not like and like I said, I hope hey, I, like I don't wish bad for anyone. I, I hope it works out for them. Like I hope they they prove us wrong, and I hope they make the playoffs and Sabonis fits in perfect and they're a better team. But yeah. like. But that's not my feeling right now. I'm not really feeling them going no. anywhere. But and it's crazy because now I see another tweet. What? Um, <laughs> like a like a good reporter. Yeah. And it says heard something interesting today regarding Sacramento. Just because they moved Halliburton doesn't mean they won't move Fox, whether oh. it's in the next day or over the summer. Davion Mitchell is their long term solution at point guard. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. At that point, I'm, I'm like, so I'm what are you trying to accomplish? Are you trying to win now or are you still going for the future? Because if you're going for the future, why trade Halliburton? Yeah. Um, if that's, bro, if, that, if they trade Fox, man, it's like, well, <laughs> I understand, okay, if you want to do, okay, one or the other, whatever, if you believe more in Fox, so you're going to ride with him and you're going to trade the Halliburton. But if you're going to trade both of them, you have absolutely like zero direction, zero plan. You have no idea what you're doing. Um, whoever's making the decisions there, like it's kind of lost, I guess. And 
Uh, I don't. I'm not trying to be like disrespectful or <laughs> anything like that. But like, it's, I think it's just the facts when you look at the decision making they've made. Um, but yeah, I mean, bro, I I just hope whatever happens, bro. I just hope I, I want the best for all the Sacramento fans. That that's what I'm thinking yeah. of all the fans, bro. Because man, that's absolute like garbage to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Nah, it's it's just crazy. Because if that's true, then yeah, it goes back to what direction they're trying to take. Because <laughs> I, I don't know, and and it depends what they they would get back for Fox, but. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I always felt like if you if you traded Halliburton or Fox, you would stick around with the other. You you stick it, you know, see what they can get, how far you can get with either one. But I don't know. It's really interesting, man. Yeah, to me, it makes zero sense. Honestly. But I mean, like I said, I hope it works out for the fans and everything. I'm not trying to be like put them down or anything. I'm not. I'm just giving my opinion, and I, to me, it makes zero sense. Like, but I mean. No, yeah, and then so okay, if you traded Fox, and then also too, like, why the hell do you, if you're going for a rebuild, you trade <laughs> trade a young, young one of the best young players, you keep Fox, now you want to trade him, you bring in an All Star who's older than Fox and Halliburton, uh, it's like, what are you doing, bro? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. what is this? That's crazy. It's wow, insane. Bro. But they do it. It sucks, man. They do it over and over again. Sacramento. Yeah, I, I, maybe uh, Divac might have snuck in. Maybe he's back there making the decision. Oh my goodness! I wouldn't be surprised because like he's probably bro right now. He's like celebrating. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I set this in motion. You know, like all, all these people, they they follow my my plans and yeah, I yeah, created yeah. this culture here. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> Dude, like n- nothing against him. Like obviously he was a hell of a player, but uh, obviously as an executive or GM, he was terrible. Right. Uh, it is what it is. Like, just because you're a great player doesn't mean you know how to build a team. But, um, wow, bro. Yeah, I just I just hope something changes for the fans there. If it's, like, maybe they get a new GM, a new owner, whatever it may be, bro, I hope it happens soon for them. Like, sooner yeah. rather than later. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just crazy. Look at everything we've spoken about, bro, and it's, and tomorrow's the trade deadline. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just crazy, bro. And I feel it's it's been interesting because some, like, some of these trades this year, like a lot of a lot of times we find trades that all right they make a lot of sense for both teams. I feel so far this year, there's been there's been either one sided or questionable fits. So I don't know. It's interesting to see what happens, you know, the rest of the way. But yeah, bro, I think like based on everything you spoke about, I, if I have to give a prediction for the Harden trade, I think it, I think it actually happens to Philly. Got you. All right, let me see. Okay. All right, yeah, I, I'm gonna say the same thing, bro. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it ends up happening, bro. Something just tells me that it's just gonna happen. Got you. No, yeah, I I feel you. Not same here. Okay, do you, does it happen? Okay, like obviously, okay, we both think it's gonna happen, but like timing wise, what do you say? Does it happen today? Does it happen tomorrow? Like in the morning? Does it happen like literally? I freaking when's the deadline? Three, I think. At three, yeah. Okay, what, what do you think with that, like the timing? I think it probably happens. If it happens, it'll probably happen tomorrow morning. Gotcha. Just because I think both sides have to say, okay, look, we got to do it because if depending on what else happens, we have to make other moves. Because if Philly does it, they need to get other role players that they can bring in and, and you know, fit with the rest of the team or figure out Tobias Harris trade. And for Brooklyn, the same thing, because now you have a lot more guys and, 
you might have too many players at that point and you're, you're like, oh, do I trade some of these? Like, what do we do with the, with the roster with the way it looks now? That's so a I great point. It, I think if it does happen, it'll probably be early in the day. Um, but I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they, it's freaking <laughs> Philly and Brooklyn. They might take it down <laughs> to the wire and do it anyways and figure out figure it out with freaking random free agents and buyouts. I don't know. For real. No, that's a great point you, you bring up, though. Yeah, because they really – yeah, that was awesome what you said, bro. Yeah, because Brooklyn's going to have, like, an overload. Then Philly's going to have, like, an empty roster. And then also, too, like, if it's, like, a whole three-team three, three team or four-team trade, then, like, with Tobias Harris, like, you know, Thunder, like, uh, man, it's going to be fun. But um, any other rumors, bro, or anything you want to – that you want to talk about? Um. No, nah, not off the top of my head. Uh, I think, you know, we covered a lot, and it was good stuff. So I'm just For excited sure. to see what happens the rest of the way. I don't think it'll be as crazy as last year. Um, but obviously, every year is going to be moving around. Obviously, I could be wrong if the Harden trade goes through. And obviously, it'll be freaking huge because you're talking about a guy who's top 10, maybe top five to some people, getting traded in the middle of the season. That's insane. Not for sure. And also, sorry, since you – like you said, Harden again, but it's just like so interesting, man. Like, what's gonna happen? Like, yeah, even whatever they bring in Simmons and they bring in a couple of these guys from Philly, like, bro, they still have Kyrie playing half of the games. They still have KD out right now with an injury. So, can you? I, I can't even imagine that team at first. You know what I mean? Without like with KD injury and with Kyrie playing half of the games, like what? And what? Remember you sent that to me the other night? They're losing like twenty eight to two against yeah. uh, Boston or whatever. That was, so That was last night, yeah. Oh, last night. So what – you feel me? Now I have all those thoughts in my head. I'm like, what What are they going to do there, bro? It's crazy. Because, like, I know it's like uh, – I don't know, like, oh, don't worry for the playoffs. You know, they'll be ready. But, man, we're already at the halfway point of the season, really, when you think about it. Like, and I'm pretty sure they've played only, what, like 13 games together since last season? Wow. It's insane. <laughs> it's like, bro, you, you, can, you can't question the, the talent. But, bro, what good is talent if it's not on the floor? 100%. But is it the best ability is availability. <laughs> yeah. And it's true. It's true. Look at it. I feel like like we spoke about this the other day. So, so many sports in recent seasons, the best teams that have been winning are the teams that, that have stuck through it together. And and they're, they're healthy at the end of the day. That's what it comes down to. Not 100%. Yeah, even like, you think of the finals with the Heat and the Lakers. Like, if we would have been that he would have been healthy, you never know. It could have been a different story. Right. So no, it's a hundred percent. Hey, and it's injury that, that sucks in sports. Injuries happen. Um, they're always gonna happen. You can't like not have guys getting hurt. You know what I mean? Like there's no like solution for that. <laughs> Just gotta be ready to go. Have that next man up mentality. But even for a team like Brooklyn and, and like Philly, and I don't know if they really have that mentality established there. Yeah. And then you think of the heat man and all the guys we have, bro. We, bro, everyone will step up. Whoever you put in there, it's gonna be ready to go. So I think, of, yeah, like teams like Brooklyn and stuff that, bro, like guys go down and stuff. I, I don't think they're going anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, injuries suck and injuries happen. They're part of the sport. You know, it's part of the risk you take when you play any sport. Um, so you can't control that. And obviously, it sucks for some people because some of them are too big to overcome as a team, as a you know, as a player, but. You know, if you're able to stay healthy, like those are a lot of those teams that, that go on, on runs, they're the healthiest teams. And on top of that, you need teams that, that can stick together, that can, you know, have great team chemistry. 
And so what does that come down to? An organization and its coaching staff, which is why Eric Sposa should win head coach of the year. Drop Amen. the mic. Yeah, let's go. Amen. Nah, that's a great, great way to end it, bro. But yeah, nah, it was awesome, man. We talked a lot. Um, no, yeah, it was great, bro. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> for sure. Not, bro, thank you. And let's see, bro, it's literally, what, 24, less than 24 hours away. And we might have a freaking crap more, uh, a crap ton more stuff to talk about this time come tomorrow. So it, it's going to be crazy. For sure. No, I, I can't wait. It's going to be exciting. But yeah, um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And until next time, everyone. Take care.